Interesting times, right? There's a lot of metaphysical and mystical and interesting things going on in this world, especially in the imagination of man and woman, if you want to be sexist, right? There's even a lot of movies out nowadays that are really metaphysical in nature. You get more out there, you know, like time travel and all these through time warps and holes through space and all this kind of stuff. Some interesting things that is waking up in humanity now, and which is pretty cool because it's showing that the consciousness is beginning to expand, you know, to higher dimensions. The only problem is just going up to the astral realm of the imagination is not that high of a dimension. <laughs> There's a lot out there becoming more aware of the mystical or what we'd call magical. It seems to be having another little renaissance lately. And it's interesting because it stirs the consciousness of people to start thinking beyond the limitations of the physical, which is nice. That's a good part. It gets us to open our minds. To me, the unfortunate part is that then we start to believe in the fantasy of magic and the imagination and trying to physicalize it. A lot of these things that we're seeing made into movies or you know, people's fantasies or hopes and wishes or wants of things to be easier, like life to be more magical, unfortunately, is more of an illusion or a fantasy. And But there are those out there who like to try to be the alchemists or whatever you'd call them, the sorcerers, to try to use all the tricks of the trade or the spells and incantations to try to create the experience they want or the physical life they want. You know, people want to always look for the easy way or the magical way, make life more interesting, right? Because it gets kind of boring sometimes. Sometimes we just need an escape. So we'll, we'll tend to go more into the imagination and fantasize about things of what we can do, how magical can things really be. And in the imagination, well, there's all kinds of possibilities. We can, and, you know, incantate whatever we want in our imagination. Not trying to physicalize it, that's another thing. You know, it's just funny what people try to do with all these different, you know, casting spells or um, mandalas and all. I mean, I've seen even more, a lot even on kids' shows, there's a lot of things going on. And again, it's great to expand the imagination and all that. But be aware that there really are different levels of consciousness in what you really want to focus on. So it's good to have awareness of things going on within yourself or out in this creation that you find yourself drawn to or curious about. But pay attention to that so that you don't lose sight. Unless, of course, that's what you are wanting to do. Then you're not losing sight. But if you're one who's really following this pathway we're sharing here, one really more awakening into God awareness, into really the truth, the divine, it's a very different action than what a lot of the world is going to share. The world doesn't know this pathway. The world knows the illusion, the magic, the fantasy, imagination of everything. And even of the this pathway that's always been taught ever since humanity's been here. There's always been that of the imagination trying to twist and put a spin on because the mind of man does not understand 
the true movement of spirit. It is only one who is really awake and living that movement of spirit that can really bring understanding and share the truths of the experience of the journey. And so that's what we attempt to do here is to share more of the truth of that inner way so that one who is really looking to awaken can begin to sort through or filter through a lot of the fantasy or the hocus pocus, if you want to call it that, or what in my day, I don't know if they use it nowadays, it was called woo-woo, <laughs> the woo-woo stuff kind of out there. And there's some amazing things. Believe me, not only the imagination, but even the mind. You, put, you get the mind and all the belief systems and then the emotions in there to give it energy and the imagination to try to move it even into the physical. It can really build a power. And that's what we're doing here as souls, you know, creating, learning to be creators. And we're creating all kinds of stuff. Sometimes it's really pretty and sometimes it's pretty messy. But realize a lot of these things are really limited. They limit our consciousness. They limit our experience. But that's part of our learning here is to really experience a lot of this, what we call the illusion or the fantasy. And through that, we're going to discover what's real and what's not real. Because this world appears real. Some of us really also believe in our thoughts or feelings and imagination. We think that's real. And so we give it a lot of power or a lot of focus trying to make it a reality. And then we find ourselves often in struggle or disappointment when it doesn't come true or when it does come true even. All of a sudden we get what we want and it's great for a little while and then it changes. It's like, wow, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. I thought my life was going to be way better once I got this or once I had this. Once I did this, I thought life was going to change and be better. And it keeps on changing. It gets better, then it gets worse, then it gets better, then it gets worse. As we keep coming up against all of our what? Our limitations? Our belief systems? How much do we buy into our belief systems? Ways of thinking, what we believe to be true, what we believe to be right, what we believe to be wrong or false? We give power to our belief systems, and that power we give to the belief systems is where we create our own limitations. Those limitations are what stop us. And when we hit those walls within ourselves is where we feel disempowered or disappointed. And it's often where we come up against inner disturbance or dis-ease. And the harder we try to push, the more pain it causes the more disturbance, until we finally come to that place where we've had enough and let go. That letting go is also a wonderful action because in that letting go, now there's another opening within our consciousness. Then we can begin to move beyond the limitation of whatever the belief system is we are running. It's important to understand this. We're all living belief systems most of the time unconsciously. We don't even know what it is we're living until one day we wake up and realize, oh my God, this is the way I've been living my life because at some point I learned this. I was told this is the way to live. This is what's right, what's wrong. 
And maybe it worked for a while, depending on what we're doing in our lives. But then at some point, we find it stops working. And that's usually where we find ourselves now going into disbelief. Wow, what happened? What happened? Things were going along in my life okay, but something changed. I don't get it. I don't understand what's going on now. How come life isn't the way I thought it was supposed to be anymore? What's happening here? And so when we find ourselves going into those disappointments, that's often then we'll go now get distracted, I like to call it, because we'll often go then, well, what can I do then to create the life I want? And that's often when we'll go chasing after a lot of the magical or mystical, hoping to create the life we want, you know, physically or even emotionally, just to be happy. I just want to be happy. Has anybody been able to just be happy? I haven't. <laughs> the only time I'm happy is when I'm not in this body <laughs> and I'm in the realms of spirit. That's the only time I find myself truly happy. I find moments of happiness while I'm in the body, but that's usually when I'm really more in that divine presence inside of me. Those are the moments we're looking for, right? But then they pass and all of a sudden we're right back in the next belief system or caught up in whatever feelings and fantasies or physical experience. And once again, we wonder, what happened? That's a challenge. The soul is one in consciousness. But as that soul moves down through these other levels of the realms like we have on the chart there, the unconscious, the mind, the emotions, imagination, and body, well, it's diffracted, it's splintered. It's schizophrenic. <laughs> it's been split now. And now we're experiencing all these things simultaneously, a physical, imagination, emotion, belief systems, unconscious stuff, running, running, running. And we're only aware of just one little part of it at any given time. But yet all these other parts are running all at the same time. And we wonder why we feel confused or disturbed. So we begin the search. Unfortunately, a lot of the times we begin the search, as I was just saying a minute ago, where now we try to create the life we want, but then we start to try to control things to create the life we want. That's where we'll get into the, if I believe hard enough, if I want it hard enough, bad enough, or what was it you did? If you worry enough about it, <laughs> you can make it happen. Well, in some cases, it's true. You can make it happen, but then what? See, all these things we do, at some point, we're going to realize the limitation in all of it. That's not a bad thing. It's just as those, limit, those limitations show up and we become aware of them, we can begin to now go into a place of feeling hopeless or giving up. That doesn't feel so good, feeling hopeless. But yet that's what happens when we hit the walls or when we discover the belief systems we've been living don't really work for us anymore. We feel powerless and we can't change our lives or what's going on. 
And so those limitations are often what create the disturbance because they shut us down from what? From life itself. I've said it before, the spirit is to the soul like air is to the body. Without air here in the body breathing, it dies. Thank God the soul is never without the Holy Spirit. But our levels of awareness of it can assist. So whenever you hit those walls, those disappointments, you've come to the end of the line, you don't know what to do anymore, you're ready to give up, you're disappointed, life's pretty hard or hopeless. What are you going to do? Claim it. Accept it. Yep, this sucks. Yep, it's pretty terrible. Yep, not getting what I want. Yep. Do we do that? Do we say, oh my God, I am so grateful my life sucks. Wow, this is awesome. Nothing is going right. I'm so sad and mad. I love it. We never do that, do we? We just get mad. We judge the hell out of it. I wish it worked that way. If we could judge the hell out of it, we probably would be happy. But what does that do? Just anchor us in more with it. But we're going to realize at some point, in that stuckness, hopeless place, we're going to get desperate and search and seek and look for the way out of that desperation or disappointment. That's the good news. Because when we're ready to start seeking and searching, well, eventually we're going to now find an open door beyond all of that which we've been stuck in. It always will show up. But not until we within ourselves are willing and ready to shift, to allow it. We have to come to that point where we literally give up. Okay, I give up. I accept all that's going on, and I give up. I give up to life itself. I surrender now. I'm done trying to control it. I'm done with all the incantations and the magic and the hocus-pocus and trying to create the life I want, trying to be this and do that. I give it all up. Well, that's the place we've got to come to. Anybody been feeling that lately? It's been going around like the flu or a cold or something. Start giving up. Do the surrender fully. Make that a priority of focus in your meditations. There's no liberation or freedom if we're not willing to give up and let go. You've got to surrender fully. We just are too scared to do it because we think it's going to get worse. The opposite is what happens. When you really give up, guess what? The door is open then, and then 
that movement of loving starts to fill your consciousness. Because beyond that wall, beyond that darkness or fear, is that light and truth of loving. We just don't know it. We can't see it. So in our unknowingness, we're unwilling to surrender. But how long can you do that? How long can you stay stuck and not surrender? Well, I guess that's the game, the test of time. Who's going to hold out the longest? Why be that stubborn that just causes more pain? Why not be the first to give out or to give up? Why not be the first to surrender and let go? That's the point we've got to come to. We really do. You've got to be willing at some point to let go and move into the unknown to discover and to experience that which you haven't experienced yet. But it ain't going to happen until you're willing to let go and let it happen. That's the biggest key here. No matter how much you even meditate, if you're unwilling to let go, well, guess what? God's going to honor your choice. Okay, go ahead. Hang on. Keep the door shut. Be stubborn. Believe me, God will win because you ain't going to be able to last that long. Thank God. But how bad are you going to make it before you do it? That's all it is. It's a question of when. That's the good news. All it is is a question of when. It's not a question of if. If I'm finally going to get free, if I'm going to get beyond this, if I'm going to get unstuck, if I'm going to get out of this pain, that's not the question. The question is when. There is no if. That's the good news. But believe me, this world and our own minds and feelings would want us to truly believe it'll never end and it's always going to be this way. Do you really think you're immortal? Not you, the soul. You, the body, and the mind, and the emotions. Do you really think you're immortal? That's another big one in the movies. Everybody's trying to be immortal, and it's always the dark forces that are always trying to be immortal, right? Well, what does that come out of? The fear of dying. Because they don't know what's beyond death of the body. But what if you knew what was beyond death of the body? Do you think that would change your beliefs? Oh, yeah, you bet it will. It changed mine. As soon as I had my first out-of-body experience and I knew there was a reality beyond the physical, oh, that changed me completely. My very first experience. And I've had hundreds since, if not thousands. Meditation 
is the door opener. That meditation that we do, that simple action, opens the doors to the realities beyond all the fantasies and beyond all the fears and the belief systems that would keep us entrapped. The hard part is in meditation, we're going to come up to all the false belief systems we've had that have limited us, and we don't like that. That's why a lot of us won't meditate. That's why most of the world will not meditate. Most people really don't want to believe or look at and know that they're living in illusion, living in fantasy, living in limitation. They want to believe everything's okay. If I believe it's okay, it's okay, right? Eh, wrong. <laughs> it's a nice fantasy for a little while, but eventually that's going to not work out. One of the biggest things on this pathway, I like to say, it's time to get real. Getting real is one of the best things we can do. And it's not necessarily easy. It's like an alcoholic who doesn't want to quit drinking. It's what it often seems like. It's like giving up an addiction. When we want to get real, we've got to give up the addictions of what we've created and living the fantasies of life rather than the reality of it. The only reality is the living, loving essence of who we are. Not our thoughts, not our beliefs, not how we feel about it, not what we think, not our fantasies about it, not even our physical experience whatsoever has anything to do with the truth of who we are. We've got to be willing to give all that up. We've got to be willing to confront all those fears and limitations and walk through them to really discover, to really wake up, to really experience. When you wake up and experience the truth of who you are, it is more real than what this physical experience right here feels and looks and sounds like. It is more real than any of this. But I've got a lot of people listening to me talking probably think I'm crazy. I know most of the world thinks that way because you can't see it with the physical eyes. It doesn't exist because you don't believe it. It doesn't exist. Well, guess what? Even if you do believe it, that doesn't make it happen. Even believing in God, believing in all the spiritual stuff, doesn't make it real. That's just a thought. That has nothing to do with the reality that it is. The only way to know is to have our own experience. Not just listening to Jim and I talk about this stuff. Our talking about this is only to give ideas, direction, inspiration, hope, motivation, encouragement, that you will take the steps to have your own experience. We don't want you to believe what we're saying. We want you to check it out and go have your experience 
So you really discover the truth for yourself. You've got to do it for yourself. Just listening to us talk about it doesn't do it for you. It may help. But eventually you've got to do it. It wasn't any different for me. Even Jim, a lot of you know he's awake, clairvoyant, but he's had to do a lot of meditation even with it. Still do. Doesn't matter how intuitive or aware you are, you still got to meditate to stay awake and to keep waking up more and more. To have continuing experience. Just like every day we wake up here and the body has experience. Well, that's why we want to meditate daily to continue waking up spiritually to have experience. And that's the key. That's the key. Like, why do you even come here? By you coming here, you're having experience. And that's what you want. You're putting your body in the line. So the same thing as you, what you want to do in your own daily practice by putting your body on the line. I don't care if it's sitting down or laying down or whatever. By putting your body on the line and doing the meditation so you have your own inner experience of really waking up and having a taste of spirit. If you haven't had an out-of-body experience yet or a spiritual vision, then let the words serve you and hopefully motivate you that if you would really like to know, is that true? Is it real? Does that really exist? Is there experience spiritually beyond the physical? Well, you won't know until you do it. But even if you just close your eyes and become still and focus at the seat of the soul and you just find an inner peace, that itself is pretty nice. Guess what? That inner peace is the Holy Spirit, the presence of it. And if you see that purple light, that's the Holy Spirit. You're actually seen spiritually. No matter how subtle it is. Or if you see nothing, it's just dark, but you feel that sensation on your forehead or the top of your head. That's a movement of spirit. That's real. All we've got to do is give it time and focus. And as we do, as we move into that and let go and surrender all the other, at some point, we're going to go into greater experience where that eye will open up and that movement of that Holy Spirit will bring us into other experience. Oh, it'll often be like the physical, but it won't be on a physical level. You may experience your body falling asleep, but you waking up. Or all of a sudden, your body's just like, a dead weight, but you're in it, and all of a sudden something opens up and you start seeing through that door, seeing things going by like a screen, a film going by, or watching some cartoons. But when that is open, 
Even if you're not out of body and you're in the body, you are aware and experience that direct connection to that divine presence, even while you're still here, seated in the consciousness. It's still the same. But it's really fun when you leave the body and go into what you're actually viewing to have a full-on experience. Well, that's the greater journey of the soul beyond the physical. But the soul has got to traverse through those metaphysical realms. It's got to traverse through the astral, causal, mental, and etheric realms, through all the illusion, the limitations, the fears, the distractions. We've got to travel through all that. We've got to wake up to that which is false or the illusion and be able to let it go in order to free ourselves to now move on into the greater truth until eventually we walk through it all. And there we find ourselves now rising or have risen above this fantasy land. What did even Shakespeare called it? It's all but a dream. This is the dream. The soul is asleep, dreaming. This physical dream, this imaginary dream, this emotional dream, this mental dream, this unconscious dream. And all we're doing in this action of meditation is waking up from our slumber, the slumber of the soul, believing the dream to be real, not realizing it's just all an illusion, just a fantasy. It is so funny in this world of reflection because as we fall asleep in the body, we wake up spiritually. When we fall asleep spiritually, we wake up in the body. What a reflection. That's why we say meditation. Even though many of us fall asleep in meditation, meditation is about waking up. Waking up spiritually, but often that spiritual awakening takes place when the body falls asleep. But what do we do? Do we stay awake when the body falls asleep or do we fall asleep with it? That's why it takes focus, conscious effort, that sacred name, that inner light. It takes that focus daily over time. Every time we do that, we open the door and let more loving in. We open the door and let more illusion out. Loving in, darkness out. It's that simple. And that's what we're doing. But we have to do it consistently, regularly. You want to be regular? A regular meditator? An SM rather than a BM? The spiritual movement, really no laughs in my terrible jokes. I know it's too quiet today. Do realize, as strange as it sounds, do realize this physical life is but a fantasy. This really is the fantasy. But if you really want to wake up and know the reality, it does take time, it does take focus, 
It takes the action of meditation. It doesn't take believing a certain way. This is not about belief systems. That's why we're not a cult. Cults are all about belief systems. You've got to believe. We don't talk about that. Beliefs are limitations. There's fantasies. There's no reality to them. We have experience of belief systems because we give it our focus. But as soon as we let go of the belief system, well, where does that energy go? That energy that we are, we that is the soul focusing wherever we focus in the world, our imagination into our emotions, into our belief systems, that is us that is focusing into those areas. And as we focus, we're actually empowering it, bringing it life. And in bringing it life, we experience it. Even if it is illusion, we're experiencing it because we that is the truth is giving life to that which is the illusion. But as soon as we let it go, stop believing the illusion and the fantasy, then it just dissolves, disappears because we no longer are giving it life. We're no longer giving it our energy. But then what do we do with that energy? We've got to focus it somewhere. It doesn't shut down. We, the soul, is loving and creative. It is always in motion, always in movement. It is never stagnant, never stationary, never still. It's up to us where we want to focus it. So in meditation, as we focus that upwards and inwards to God, well, then eventually that energy we awaken to and experience the direction in that which we're focusing it into. In a sense, you could call this the laws of nature, the laws of physics or science. Let it serve you that way. That's why I'm speaking about it in a scientific way, so to speak. Because that cuts through the hocus-pocus, the complexities, and keep it simple. And then you do that, you're going to get through the belief systems and your fantasies. It's a little different talk today, I know. But that's just part of where things are at. I like more the warm fuzzies than more the mental process. But sometimes we've got to cut through the mental stuff to get to those warm fuzzies. Because that's what it's like when we are just experiencing the movement of spirit without the limitations of the mind getting in the way.